What's good, people? How's everyone doing today? This is Abs or Abias, whatever you want to say. I'm here today with Anmol, aka Ans. Big up, big up. Rap, rap. And the one and only. <laughs> <laughs> how's everyone? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, um, yeah, how's everyone been? Like, uh, what you guys been doing? Anything happening around the world? Anything new? Because right now, like, you turn on the TV and all you see is coronavirus, coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> so what's happening? What else is there, man? That is like that's everywhere, and oh, man, we're getting brainwashed into this. Literally every waking waking up coronavirus, sleeping, dreaming about coronavirus. <laughs> Literally. But I mean, fair enough, isn't it? It is a world pandemic. Like it's not yeah. just us feeling it. So it's just every yeah. day, it's the same, in it. But I hope you guys are just uh, you know doing your best, keeping yourself sane, you know, exercising and stuff. I don't know if you've heard, but. Like, um, there's been some, like, some stuff going on about how in Nepal, um, obviously coronavirus is on the rise as well. Like, the yeah. numbers are going up as well, that's something. But another thing on the side is um, there's, like, this dispute that's come out with Nepal and uh, India over this uh, nepal border. Right. Uh, you heard about yeah, so, yeah, no. We're, no I, I think my parents were uh, telling me briefly about it, just... Um, yeah, yeah. But even even my parents, you know, having having a very biased view about what's going on. Um, but but yeah, Abias, do you know anything? Like, did you research into it? Or? Yeah. So um, I think you guys definitely know. If you don't know so much about this, you definitely know. Way back there was like a treaty where the, you know the British came over to the to, to Nepal with the Indian army and uh, basically they tried to invade us. But you know, us man's big up the girl because we had you know held them back with our cookies. Um, <laughs> and what came out of that was basically some sort of a treaty where some of the land in Nepal was given over to India uh, and we kind of signed this deal that, you know, they, they saw us to be such brave people that, you know, we weren't going to let anything kind of take away our homeland, whether it's the fact that they had cannons and stuff on the other side, kind of had just cookies and stuff and kind of held our ground. And they took yeah. that as, as amazing. So they took some of our people as um, gave them occupation and, and we ended up working for the British Army. Yeah. And in return for that, they took some of the land. So if you look at, you know, like bits of Nepal, you, like how it was, how it used to be, some of it is, is India and some of it's even Bangladesh now. Because Bangladesh yeah. was only formed in like 1970s, which is like mad to think about. But yeah. so the whole dispute, let me get back to that. So what that was about is that India is trying to build like a, uh, a road uh, going from India to a pilgrimage, which is a mountain called Mount Kailash. And it's some sort of a holy pilgrimage destination. And the road, um, the problem is that the road kind of goes through parts of Nepal and takes out like a lot of what was not a lot, but like it, it goes past and works its way into the Nepal border. Border. So it's like you know, it's the the fact that in India a building in Nepali territory, which is obviously something that that's caused everyone to become upset. Yeah. So is that is that part currently part of Nepal right now? Yeah, so the bit that people, the bit that the Indian government are kind of planning and yeah, all that to to build on, that's already part of Nepal right now. And yeah. like the 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 funniest thing is that um, this is happening in the middle of coronavirus, the, the whole pandemic. So you yeah, can't really yeah. have the the Nepali um, population to go out on the streets yeah, and protest yeah. because that would be suicidal. Yeah. You know, so it's no, like. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's why like a lot of Nepalese people were kind of furious with the with the Nepali government as well and the Indian government. That it's like it feels like as if it's a scheme, 
and there have been like loads of like Nepali organizations outside of Nepal in like you know NRNA and all these different organizations not just that but loads uh, all around you know UK USA Canada have been kind of trying to raise this issue to their local yeah. governments and get mm -hmm. get the word heard um, but this isn't yeah. like you know we're not we're not saying anything about Indian people it's just the way the Indian government is is yeah doing no, exactly pulling our strings uh, it's quite it's sad and frustrating at the same time when you're not able to do anything about it. Um, yeah. And also, you know, just with Nepali politics in general, it's so evident that our government is, they, they're not forceful and they don't enforce it, you know, in a way that you can actually see any difference. Um, and yeah, personally, like yeah, hearing yeah. it right now is so, it's, it's frustrating. Like, you know, if, if someone's robbing our, our land or territory or something that actually belongs to us that we fought for, you know, it's just, it's sad because we exactly. can't do anything about it right now, can we? Yeah, like the most we can do is share it on Facebook. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's what what makes it worse is the time in itself is us because like like Abhi said, coronavirus. Like mm -hmm. there's only so much we can go out and do. Like we can't go out protest nothing because everyone has to stay inside their house. Mm. Yeah, it's you know like for us Nepalis, we're very like patriotic people, and it's um it's shit that this is the situation. But hopefully by you know raising awareness and everyone doing their little bit to kind of maybe support um, support around, you know, your local uh, yeah. communities. There might be something happening. So show your support, guys. Um, yeah. Let's see what we can do from... Yeah, and our, our, our community is so well-connected that if you were to go tell your parents, I'm sure they'll have some sort of knowledge or some sort of insight into what's actually happening. And, you know, because most of our target audience is quite young, do inform yourself about this, you know, because at the end of the day, it is your country. And if you do want to you know, play your part, gaining information and knowing what's actually happening in the real world is, is, is always a positive. So, if you, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, do sure. ask your parents, find out what's going on. You know, if there is anything you can do in the local community or if there's anything you can um, raise awareness of, uh, we definitely recommend that as well. Yeah, it would just be amazing if the youth here in the, in the UK and around the world that could have, like, grow, been, grow, been grown up in Nepal, but instead we're here, which we're lucky for if we still had that responsibility and we still felt like that pride that you know being Nepalese and taking that as the next step and trying to make something happen when when there is injustice so yeah that'd be good yeah and... yeah no well moving anyway moving forward from this political topic uh, what else yeah, have, you, yeah. have you been doing? We're not uncles, are we? We're not. <laughs> you know, well, you are. are. You I'm definitely like, two, are. Two of a <laughs> chill, chill. <laughs> no, yeah. So, what else have you have you been doing? Uh, obviously, reading the news. You know, we have no option to stay inside. But has anyone been outside? You know, just. I've I've been there. outside quite a bit actually because yeah. I've started running recently. You oh, know, man. like OBS says, just running down the M25. <laughs> but <laughs> no, nah, I've been I've been running. I've been trying to do five k almost every day. Yeah. So in the last week, I did. I think it was just under thirty kilometers. Yeah. Um, but because of my deadlines and stuff, like I haven't jumped, like stepped out as much this week. Yeah. yeah. But I definitely, I'm definitely planning on getting back That's into it. Becoming a, a trend nowadays, isn't it? Running and fitness. Um, and I believe coronavirus has heightened that as well because everyone's yeah. getting into fitness. Um, and yeah, just building yeah. up building up a routine to you know keep yourself sane because yeah big man Forest camp bro do you know what Shree's inspired me to actually go running myself and uh, there's an app there's an app called 
the Nike running Nike app. Running club. Yeah, yeah, Nike running Nike club. club. I would recommend everyone to download it because you can add your friends and see how much they run. And yeah, yeah. I, I was telling my uncles about this, and you know, you know how never the uncles are in it. One thing you tell them, <laughs> oh, uncle Dorian's on the board, so you know you have to like keep fit, bro. They will buy the most expensive equipment, <laughs> the most expensive joggers, the most you know up to date shoes for like two minutes of running. You know, you'll see them in, in the parks, like just. <laughs> you know, I find it kind of yeah. inspiring though. Because whenever I go on my runs, I'll see like these Nepali uncles. You know, like the thing with us Nepalis that is that we can instantly tell when someone's Nepali. So yeah, yeah, when I'm yeah. running, I'll be seeing these people, and I because I don't know what it is, but I can instantly tell they're Nepali, and I see them running. I find it kind of inspiring because like, like, you know, it's not just the kids or the young people doing it. Even people who are older than us, they're trying to stay active, stay fit during this time. Yeah, yeah, that's I, sure. I find it, I find it mad. But it's it's really like amazing to see like Nepali elders just still keeping fit. It's crazy. Like my mom, she told like she told me like, oh, what about if we get like a a running machine, like a treadmill or something? Uh, my dad's just thinking you're just literally gonna use it for a week and and that's it really. <laughs> but, yeah, no, exactly. Bro, that's that basically like a Nepali like... habit. We just we say yeah, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, and <laughs> um, when it comes to it. We kind of just, uh, just like, reality just carries on. Uh, so, well, m- mostly, most of the case when it's about aunties or uncles trying to lose weight, that, that's most of the case. Not everything, not everything really. We but. we actually bought treadmill like a couple of years back, and like my mama's, everyone was like, "No, don't do it. It's such a waste. You're not going to use it." Bought <laughs> it, used it for a week, didn't touch it. Eight years later, I tried to go back on it, and it was like broken somehow. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and also just you know. Practically speaking, why buy a treadmill when you can actually just go out and run, you know? Because yeah, it's, yeah. it's the same formula. And if you want to run, just go out and run, practice running, practice um, walking. And keeping fit is, is the way forward. Uh, health benefits, yeah. mental, ben- mental health benefits. You know, you get more inspiration from when you, when you go outside. You can actually visually see things instead of just being trapped in a box, especially during quarantine when you have nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, exactly. I would definitely recommend getting out there and just keeping, you know, being aware of your mental health as well, because that is a very, very big uh, problem that we face nowadays. Um, yeah. For sure. And yeah, even yeah. if you can't run, then at least going for like a walk for an hour, the fresh air is really beneficial for your body and your mental health. Exactly. I didn't realize uh, how much calories that walking would actually burn, but it's it will shock you. If you look at the stats, um, it burns a lot of calories and kind of does it effortlessly so any exercise is so, good yeah. exercise so yeah you've got to stay fit 100 percent, and also more so on yeah i mean keeping keeping fit having having a good routine as well is is essential for not just like we said your mental health but also just to be more uh productive and to you know just the whole general um gist of being being successful having a routine where you do one thing, do another thing is definitely, uh, you know, something that we recommend. I don't know. Do you guys yeah, have any sort of routines? Yeah, is the main thing I think consistency, and um, yeah, like sometimes you know, like you could be on a diet or whatever, but like you know, <laughs> I just remember something. You know, when you were like when you were having Nepali dinner, and you get invited to come over to like your relative's house and like kind of and then you have your first round because you know what nepali dinners 
we don't even we're not like white people we don't have three courses fam we'll have like 10 courses we'll have like three different desserts <laughs> five different subsies like masu and <laughs> not even just like normal chicken bro like one like chicken and then there's mutton yeah. there as well lamb and so exactly everything. like it's yeah. a separate plate a separate botuka for like, like masu and everything <laughs> and and it, let's say you have your first round and then auntie will be like like uh, and you're like i know auntie i know and I top of top and and then <laughs> I don't know why, but Nepali Andy seem to think that any anytime you say say no to seconds, you're on a strict diet. Like dieting it all, dieting it all. Everyone's talking about you're dieting. Probably it's like dieting to the guy, it's okay. Bro, bro, you know, like fam, sometimes yeah, if if my mom makes some nice food, she'll purposely fish for compliments from me. So she'll be like, Oh, can I can I only top me? And I'll be like, No, mom, like obviously I'm done in it, I'm actually full. And she'll be like, This way, me just all of a sudden you're blackmailed all of a sudden you're blackmailed into having some more and you're like yeah. it? Well, do you know when like, yeah. moms purposely say that their food is not nice yeah as it's only noon combo it's her you know as a kind of meter sign up when they know that they've made really yeah, nice no, food they just want to hear from you like that's what i'm saying like but i'm paying a restaurant yeah well you're telling me about paying at a restaurant like just yesterday yeah so if if we if we go to a restaurant, especially my dad, he'll he, like he, everyone. Every Nepali uncle has to have the last bill in it. Like, I'll be yeah. like, oh, yeah, dad, don't worry in it. It's on me. And then my dad will be like, no, no, I don't know. It'll be on me. And then my uncle will be like, it's my treat in it. It's my treat. You guys came yeah. here to visit me. It's my treat. Then her auntie just... will be like, no, 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 no. Don't, what? You're not paying. I'm not letting you pay. If you take out your wallet, if you take out your wallet, I'm gonna snap that wallet in half. <laughs> It's like a whole game. Like everyone knows what they're playing. Everyone's like, "Well, here we go again." <laughs> but like, it's even funnier when they're sitting around in the dinner table, and then people are like getting up, and then someone's like, "No, boss, 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 boss," and then everyone <laughs> gets up. Like, "No, boss, boss." <laughs> everyone getting the up. Worst thing is, they don't only say it; they fully like push you back down. Like they get yeah. up with you and push you back down. Be like, "I not know you have to sit down just again." <laughs> That's the most yeah. physical. Like Andy's will ever get wonkles, and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. Is everyone is everyone noticing that they're kind of bulking up a bit more during quarantine, or are you guys keeping? Yeah, I've it? I've noticed I've been getting fatter. Bro, what happens to the running man? So... You know what it is it's because of my deadline. Because <laughs> I've had I've had like too many papers and presentations to submit. So yeah. no, definitely I'm gonna get back into running this week. Literally today after this, I'm gonna. I've been doing uh, this thing called intermittent fasting. Um, like you have you fast for like 16 hours and eat for like eight hours and it seems to like tell me that i can eat anything so i've just been kind of eating like anything but because of the fasting i kind of feel like maybe it's working i don't know but it's on the long having run, the you bad dal in it the bad dal in you yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and um <laughs> just uh like just that thing we're talking about paying at a restaurant man it's like it always happens in it like even bargaining like like i think i i think up like nepal, auntie uncles are like very used to bargaining in nepal so yeah. they bring it over here yeah <laughs> it's funny like no we can we can see that that um with different ethnic minorities as well just you know the whole game of bargaining and trying to get it for the cheapest price not just nepali because if i go to an indian market uh bro the way you know just like everyone every asian tries to hassle 
Even yeah, yeah. bro, you see me at a chicken shop trying yeah. to hustle for free wings for a pound or something, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, I, mean, just, I, I did yeah. that all over Manchester when I went. Like, you know, you start getting to know a boss man, and then you yeah. walk in, and like you kind of like at my place in Manchester, I used to like go kind of go after a night out. It would be like three a.m. and he would wait for. Like he would tell me, just wait for all these people to go, and then and then I'll slide in your extra wings, but you have to wait. <laughs> so I have yeah, to wait yeah. like five minutes, and and for that, and yeah. No, yeah. is it just is it just me or is it? Do you guys know that Nepali moms are the best at bargaining? They will bring the price down from like no matter how much it is back down to like ten percent of the original. Price. They're so good at bargaining, bro. They they'll bargain you your whole life. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, like babu, no. para para, you know, all of that stuff. It's all like, um, like you know, I feel like, like anything is a your your. There's a there's a consumer and there's a person selling it. Even your mom saying, babu para para, like she's trying to sell you the idea, isn't it? So yeah. like, it's good that yeah. Nepali people are, are like naturally like uh, they've had this instinct about let me bargain. Maybe yeah. maybe it probably comes up on us as well. So yeah, I mean, you don't get if you don't ask, right? No, exactly. Yeah, and, I mean, those are some good habits and stuff. Um, you know, everything comes with a balance. Some of the yeah. like funny habits, like you know, when you see Nepali uncles in a in a wedding, and there is always that one drunk uncle that <laughs> <laughs> he just had a bit too much. Um, but like, I've had I've had it when uncles they buy they buy me a drink and they were like, "Leona, Leona, my uncle be starting answering, Leona, Leona, Leona," and by the end of it, I have to take the drink. Um, and 20 minutes later, you see the same uncle brocking it on the dance floor with the most random moves <laughs> you've ever seen. Mama's doing the snake dance, the robot dance. Oh, don't forget the light bulbs. The light bulbs. Yeah, twist the light bulb, pat the dog. Um, <laughs> and not too far away, you see, you see like his, like, like his, his wife and his kids, and everyone's just face palming and like. Yeah, they're just yeah. embarrassed. Do you know what? Do you know what the best thing is to see is like when you Shout when, out to them uncles, when uncles have uh, younger children and they're trying to control their children at like a summer or something, and they're trying to, <laughs> trying to have fun at the same time. So there'll be like a seven year old just beating them up, like don't dance, don't dance. Don't. <laughs> but they're just like get away from me. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like parties. There's always fam. I don't know what it is like. Um, our Nepali kids, like who are very, very young, they're, I mean, I think this is with any kids, but they're out of control, man. Like, they're just running around and stuff, mm. like running around, bumping into people, headbutting people, and like getting on the floor crying and then getting up again and then yeah. carrying on again. And they, yeah, like there well, is that, no that, that kind of brings yeah. us into the topic of you know, just like teaching your kids discipline and teaching them how to go you know like respond to situations and respond to scenarios in if you were out in public or you know how yeah. like your parents are like oh like you just like you know be be more respectful or just to your elders just bow down a little bit more you know that that is that's something we can talk about and i think that kind of segues perfectly into our our topic of discussion for this episode which is uh which is meditation and like a code of discipline and just you know yeah. being able to control yourself in situations and being able to uh you know observe yourself and observe how you're feeling and not react to situations um and yeah do you have you like have any of you tried meditation before sure yeah um yeah i've i've done, i've been doing meditation since i was in year 8 i think it was but it's it's always been on and off so i haven't 
been doing it since I was in year eight, but I started when I was in year eight and I I started properly again when I was about 17-ish, I think. Yeah. What kind of what meditation about you, was and, that? I know you tell, you tell me about, um, oh, my meditation, sorry. Um, I don't know if I'm able to we get, we get, because we like get, a, Yeah, because we get meditation confused for a lot of things like... You know, meditation could be so many things, and yeah, you, yeah, maybe you are not able to speak on it. But could you describe briefly, like, what kind of you know, is it like observing yourself, or do you just sit in a room and just start saying "Om" and <laughs> you find yourself flying in the air or with something the, with the goop on and everything? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, like I said, I can't go too deeply into it. But how I started was with just breathing exercises. So yeah. I used to literally just sit in a room and yeah. just literally like observe and watch how I'm breathing in and out. Yep. And then once I started doing that, I kept going on more. I started practicing impermanence. Yep, yep. So how everything in this world is just, you know, impermanent and everything is just arising and passing. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it's helped me, like, get through a lot of stuff as well. Like, it's, you know, because, like, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but even me, I used to hold on to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I just, practicing meditation has helped me and just realize, you know, to move on kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, and like I think you were telling me about this uh, stuff, like a meditation thing you do, which is like a big mystery to me. Like it's called what is it, vipassana? Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, that's a good topic. So uh, what I practice is vipassana, and the word vipassana actually means it literally translates to to see things as they really are. So you're just you're just observing reality, and it was like it, it was a meditation pra- uh, technique that Buddha actually practiced. And, no way. You know, yeah, so it's his meditation technique that's been like obviously handed down by um, teachers, by teachers, by teachers, and it's so it's crazy because the meditation technique has been preserved so well. Um, and you know, initially when I tell people, oh yeah, I meditate, they think, oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna go to your room and just like start to <laughs> like 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 um, she was saying, just burn some incense and stop saying Om for for an hour. <laughs> And it's not a thing where I start to fly up in the air or like I'm wearing a, a robe and stuff, oh, you know? Magic carpet. No, there's no magic carpet. But it's, yeah, so it was a meditation technique that was um, taught by Buddha. And it basically teaches you about uh, self-observation. And yeah. you focus uh, deep within your, your your mind and body. So, you know, your mind and body are very, very different things, but they're, they're like linked um, very, very closely. And For sure. And through this technique, I've learned obviously so many things. I can't explain. I can't explain the whole technique to you because it's like trying to explain um, a dish that you've never tried. You know, I can I can describe the flavor yeah. to you, but as long as you haven't, as long as you, you yeah, ain't tasted yeah. it yourself, you'll never be able to understand what the taste is like. So, so um, in short, it's like there's like you kind of don't communicate or you know yeah, share so, some light on that. So the whole technique, um, you have to go through a certain uh, like a like a course to be able to be established the technique so that the beginning course is 10 days long um technically speaking it's, it's 12 days long so the day you go and the day you come back you don't count so mm. for the for the first three days um or on the first day they tell you you can't speak and you can't you know you can't communicate and no we way. call we call that noble silence so noble silence is um no speaking no eye contact and you kind of you, there's different principles so you I'll just go through the principles for you. So you you basically abstain from killing. So when I mean killing, like little little insects, if you see a fly, try not to kill the fly. You know, kind of um, right, right, right. any any kind of harm. You don't kill any plants. So you abstain from killing. 
abstain from stealing from others, abstain from um, sexual activity, speaking falsely, and obviously drugs. So if you can have those pillars there, and you can keep those pillars solid, you uh, you can you know just pattern the whole technique. And <laughs> the reason they don't want you to speak is because our our mind that we have is like a the teacher even describes it is like a monkey mind. So we're always jumping from one thought to another thought, from that thought leads us to another thought. And you know, a lot of people find it very, very difficult to to concentrate. So having having been silent That's for so ten days, yeah. So having been silent for ten days, yeah. Well, for the first three days, your mind kind of gets trained to you know not not jump from one thought to another thought. Because I can guarantee right now, if I tell you to keep keep your mouth like, if if you just be quiet for ten minutes and just try to focus on your on your breath, which you were taught to do, your mind will just you know wander everywhere, and you won't be able to focus just on your breath. So yeah, yeah. for the first three days, they make you just be able to feel the sensations around you, around your nose and feel the breath coming in and breath coming out. And that basically teaches mm-hmm. you, it kind of trains your mind to um, be there for the moment and, and see what is reality. So you're, you're seeing your breath up and down. Um, yeah, and then yeah. after, the, after the three yeah. days, you move towards your body and you start to feel sensations that you have all around your body. And sensations sometimes will be burning sensation or it'll be like a pulsation or it'll be itching and what it teaches you is basically not to react to anything that's going on so you might yeah, feel yeah. like a, you might feel like oh i have to go and scratch it but that two that two or three seconds that you're you turn your mind oh i don't have to react to this that's the real life um technique that you learn so mirroring mm-hmm. back to life if you're if you're being placed in like a very uncomfortable situation or even now this pandemic right this whole pandemic yep. is no one. No one thought this was going to happen, and mm. the people that aren't able to control their emotions will, will panic and be like, "Oh, like for sure." You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, I have think, to get out of this. I have to get out of this. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so important to like what you said about not reacting to certain things. It's so important because you know there's yeah. there's a million, there's you know thousands of things out there that you know is constantly coming at yeah. you, whether you see it on social media or someone talking to you, whatever. Yeah. You know, you can't be talking to every single thing. You can't be like kind of commenting back or like, you know, yeah. coming back at certain things. Cause you have to kind of pick your fights. At the end of the day, it's it takes so much energy out of you. So if you kind of choose yeah. what you react to, you're saving yourself a lot of time. Yeah, exactly. And and I think the key thing that you have to learn from is from this is is that there's a big there's one like key life and a key uh like factor in life that is uh, relevant to everyone and that is the the truth of impermanence so like she mm-hmm. was saying yeah no, literally nothing in life is permanent literally nothing you, you can't name one thing that, like like a building is going to get destroyed one day humans us where we're impermanent you know we're going to die one day um exactly. and and what we what humans like were trained to do from from childhood and like you know the way you were brought up is that we get attached to everything yeah um, mm-hmm. and once you can detach yourself from something um, that's when you can kind of really experience, uh, like, I wouldn't say experience life as it is, but once you can kind of, you know, step back and be like, oh, this is going to change, you know, this isn't permanent, I'm not going to feel like this every day. Or, yeah. um, it's like you, know, like you get close to, to getting closer Yeah, you get closer to, like, Nirvana in a way. Nirvana, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I you feel might, as if attachment yeah. is the cause of, not all, but most, like, basically all suffering 
Exactly. No, it is. Attachment is yeah. suffering. That, that's what it it's is. It's because you're grasping yes. onto that one thing that's, yeah. that just keeps on making you feel like, evil. I'll give, like, you, I'll give you a prime example, yeah? So, me and Abiyas, let's say, me and Abiyas have the exact same watch, yeah? So, mm-hmm. we buy the exact same Rolex, the exact same model, same colour, same material, same kind of mechanism. Um, and one day, Abiyas drops his watch, yeah? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first, like, the first instance that I see him drop his watch, I shout at you. I'm like, obvious. Why are you dropping your watch? You know? Yeah. I'm like, there goes my watch. There what? Yeah. You, you dropped your watch, like. But at the end of the day, it won't affect me, innit? And yeah. why would that not affect me? Even though it's the same watch, same model, same brand, it's because it's not my watch. It's because yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah, attachment yeah. to that watch. Do you get me? Yeah. As exactly. soon as you add in mine or yeah, it so belongs every, to everything, me, everything, everything, everything that we have is is always a mine and me and you know we we've built this. We built this, uh, this this statue of ourselves in our in our in our head about this great and mm-hmm. and this great obvious and this great tree, and if anyone yeah. tries to scratch a little bit of that statue, we get so yeah. we get so agitated and we get so the young. ego the ego yeah. yeah we have that ego we have that like I said like that attachment, and once yeah, you yeah. can step back from it and once you can be like you know this is this is how life is this is how everything is you you become more more bliss and you 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 reach in that that path of nirvana and you yeah, know that's for sure man that's something you, a lot so of people what would you say i feel like so so for me i think the biggest thing that i've taken is obviously like i said impermanence and attachment and yeah i can literally just mirror that back to life in it so if i'm feeling a certain way let's say if i have a deadline and you know i'm getting really stressed out um i i just you know i focus on my breath and just realize that you know, this is this is arising and it's passing. The way I'm feeling right now is not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna feel like this like for the rest of my life. You know? it's just for yeah, a yeah. certain amount of time. And if exactly. you can if you can clock that on your head, bro, that's that's all you need in it. That is actually so interesting. I will definitely actually have a read and maybe one day actually practice it, like you say, because it's similar to what Buddha used to say about yeah. Um, if you have something, if you buy something, you you end up attaching yourself to it you'll never be satisfied you want your ps2 ps3 ps4 now you want your ps5 kind of carries on and it's very like you know what you said about your i think you said about your mind and your body um something that i've i've kind of been introduced to and exposed to is 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 a a ways a a means of meditation as well it's called shiv yoga and they talk about the mind body and one extra thing with the soul so it's a bit more like um it has that religious twist to it but for me what really appeals to it is the spiritual kind of uh knowledge that i can get out of it and i looked at it a bit more and um and it seems to be very similar to something something we might be more familiar with which is called the law of attraction yeah um you guys have, it rings a bell doesn't it it does yeah. yeah so like in short law of attraction kind of states that you will attract into your life whether by knowing or not by knowing whatever you give uh, out as energy whatever you focus into and whatever you give attention to so like the universe responds in a way to whatever you're offering like yeah. by by giving you more of what you are vibrating as so there's stuff about vibrations and like the the ability of or the 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 habit of staying positive, um, telling yourself like you know these these things uh, that keep you in the present, and telling yourself stuff like you are smart, you are strong, you are successful in the present. Um, it raises the good vibrations up within you, yeah, exactly. and it kind of aligns you in a way that 
over time, the fact that you're always thinking this, always staying positive, always seeing yourself as a successful person and healthy person in the in the present, it will attract what you desire. And exactly. It will all, you know, whatever you wanted ends up manifesting and comes to become yeah. true. So exactly. like that when I when I kind of found out about that, I was I went to a trip um and came back from it just like it, it was eye-opening for me because I think it's so important that you see yourself as successful and you see yourself doing well and you it kind of like it gives you that self-belief and self-belief is very important it's very important to have these visions because if you think about it is like I feel like you get so much um stuff coming into you um through all of your senses stuff that you hear stuff that you see on tv social media but subconsciously there's stuff coming into your brain and this is like a way of balancing it and kind of having your own input and kind of being your own boss about, about what, like how you want to, to think as well and yeah. kind of shape yourself. And there's a lot of famous people as well that have kind of used this. You'd be surprised like Will Smith, Jay-Z, um, Oprah Winfrey, Denzel Washington. And, and one of the biggest one is uh, Conor McGregor. There's, yeah, you no, know exactly. what? Yeah, yeah. This guy people used to be a farmer. Yeah, this yeah. guy used to be a farmer. I think, you know, I'm not sure if he was a farmer, but something, you know, he, he didn't really have a, a, a regular he job. Plumbing, just plumbing, working. plumbing. He was doing plumbing. Plumbing. That's yeah. it, that's yeah. it. And he, he said on his interview that he used to go to bed and sleep and see himself in New York with the best car, just whizzing around town or, mm -hmm. you know, just have big dreams. And yeah, he worked on it. And, of course, it's not... Let's not get to it. It's not just about having big dreams. Uh, you have to put your work in. You know, dreams don't work unless you do. And this yeah. guy worked, did his yeah. did his thing, and now he's you know he's, yeah. he's done it. And I feel time. like that's so. It's very apparent the law of attraction in in literally what we're doing right now. An episode. It was you know I spoke it into existence, and I visualized us speaking us free, um, exactly. sharing our thoughts, sharing the cultural clash, and you know I'm still visualizing. 100%. I'm still visualizing. You know, moving on to YouTube or moving into bigger things and slowly yeah. but slowly we are working we are grafting and it will reach that stage so it is a very very uh it's it's, it's real life it's you know it's, it's facts and whatever you speak into existence will somehow it won't be it won't be tomorrow it won't be next week but it will somehow yeah. come back to you you know it's real life uh, and yeah. what else is real life is mental health and there are you know there are instances where you where you will feel like especially right now in the pandemic are you guys like everyone's kind of struggling at home to just you know not stay active uh, just being bored and like and it can be that certain people are feeling a bit more than that feeling a bit anxious and uneasy about themselves and i feel like if that is the case if that is you yep. then the first step is you should you know go out there and speak to someone about it open up and if yep. you are on the other side the receiving end then if someone else is open up opening up to you then the first thing you do is i'd say um that you listen and maybe yeah. you know you get you just someone have a moment then yeah you can maybe understand and because imagine if you're really you know hurting in, in some bad way and it feels like no one understands and like you know it just feels like people are distant from you so like the, the first thing to do is i think be that listening ear and and speak out so yeah exactly and i feel like a lot of people find it uncomfortable as well if someone is opening up to you and if someone's saying, oh, I have these worries and you might feel like, oh, what should I do? You know, this is my first time hearing this or it's my first time actually someone's actually opened up to me. And, you know, just the best thing you have to do is react like how you would normally react or you would normally have a conversation because then it just gives that ease and, you know, you slide into it, you slide into it well and then you can start, you know, picking up what actually that you can actually do.
um, physically exactly. or, or you know, just yeah. to, to help. And mental health is a very, very big issue because especially for university students, especially for people working and, and young people, they feel like you have to be this person or you have to be that person. There's so many pressure, pressure. so much pressure. Yeah, there's pressure. There's pressure come from everywhere. And, you know, it, it does build up. Trust me, I know myself, like it does build up. And the, the worst thing you can do is just keep it into yourself. You know, and there's yeah, different, and I think different, there's so many everything we've kind of discussed. Out. Yeah, exactly, and everything we kind of discussed about meditation and like another word for all of this stuff could be mindfulness, because that's something out there as well. And it's like exactly. staying in your present and looking at only your present and not thinking too much about your past or not worrying about what's going to happen in the future. Exactly. So all of this stuff kind of ties in as a potential solution to maybe a better you in a, in a couple of years, ten years down the line. You know, you might. Yeah, be a completely different person, and it's not like how it used to be back in the day as well. Because you know, mental health in Nepali times is like they'll just be like, "Oh, like boxy IO." I don't know what the saying is, but yeah, people used to just dismiss it. But now there's so many resources. There's so many things you can do to like improve That's your a very health. Good point. I guess. That's and a big your mental point, health. Exactly. So, yeah, right. and also in terms of meditation, like you don't have to do what Anz does or what I did. You can literally start with just breathing exercises. Because at the end of the day, like, the effects are the same. Or, like, the exactly. result is the same even, like. It's a big taboo topic. And hopefully yeah. uh, we can, you know, as the youth, maybe some uncles, maybe some aunties, maybe maybe suffering from stuff like this. And they just have been taking it just, you know, like, this is normal. This is whatever. Because in Nepal, like you said, yeah. it's kind of underlooked and you just get called a boxy or I don't know what the male equivalent is. No, so, yeah, exactly. And just to hey, What is a boxy? Family? It's what's a boxy it's like um it's a witch witch yeah that's it yeah speak, speak. <laughs> my bad <laughs> my nepali only weak so yeah nepali weak thinking about that shall i um ask you guys a little nepali word to learn yep go ahead go ahead you might as well yeah, drop so that now bro let me drop it so um so wait just to, before you before you say it just to translate to the viewers so was that boxy means witch yeah <laughs> boxy means witch Okay, so so yeah. that could be that could be an insult, man. If you're just chilling, oh look at this, look at this boxy man. <laughs> oh my! Let, uh, we don't advise we don't advise that to you know yeah. to say that to your parents. To... But... No, 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 no. But of course not, of course. Not. But within your friendship groups, you know, feel, feel yeah. free sometimes, you know, yeah. keeping that Nepali banter. I'm joking, but like the Nepali word I was gonna say is uh, so. You guys have you heard of this word? I'm pretty sure you ain't because you know I only recently heard about it as well. It's called, um, it goes, Obis Modernia. Do you know what that might mean? Obis Modernia. Obis Modernia. Yeah, guess, isn't it? Modernia. Sometimes you can kind of guess what, like, Nepali words sound like. Isn't it? Obis oh, Modernia. is it something to do with death? Like, Morinia. Morinia. Oh, it's a good, uh, it's a good, Obis, good guess. Obis Modernia. Obis Modernia. Um, it sounds like... Obis Modernia. Sounds like that. <laughs> no, it sounds, it sounds like, like Obis Modernia. Like, you know what it sounds like? It sounds Modernia. like... It sounds like a food dish. Like, I would like to order the, you know, the Abish Morenia. Can, can I order that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Mine's thinking kebab shop. Anz is such a foodie, man. Everything sounds like a food to this guy. Man. For real. <laughs> Abish Morenia. No, I, I don't know what that means, bro. Go and tell us. Abish Morenia means unforgettable. Oh. Unforgettable. Unforgettable. So, like, hopefully you guys won't forget that Abish Morenia means unforgettable. So, <laughs> Go, go sentence, tell, your, tell your mom dad, like, be like, Mom, you're the as the kind of banana, but I'm still, I'll be smarter than you, or something. 
I think she would be like, "Wow, but like, give me this, like." Your mom's gonna be like, "Yeah, but give me that, so tell me." Yeah. But yeah, that's, oh, that's but, a good uh, word, man. Before before we uh, conclude this this episode, I just want to go back to the Vipassana meditation and just clear up that uh, the meditation is not is not uh, religion based. So you know, it can be for anyone. It can be for for Hindus, for Muslims, for everything. And just to touching up touching up on what Sri said about concentrating on your breath. Breath is something that we all have. Breath is a universal law. You know. There's not a Hindu breath, or there's not a Muslim breath, there's not a Christian breath. You know, it's it's all the mm-hmm. same breath. So if you are feeling lonely, or if you are feeling uh, like you're anxious, just focus on your breath, focus on the present moment, and realize that it will pass. You know, how the sensations you're feeling right now will will definitely change, and the pandemic will be over. And like the Queen said, we will meet our friends. We will have the barbecue. <laughs> we will play FIFA. <laughs> there we go. There we go. If there's so, anything else you do want to know about meditation, maybe you want to get into it, but you don't know where to start, feel free to contact us, you know. Our DMs it. are open. Let us know. So, yeah, well, Sri's DMs are definitely open for the galleys. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you don't call me uncle, but uh, I didn't realise we had a... We had a Baba right here, Onmol Baba. <laughs> Trust me, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> That's a guru. He's, he's a jogi. You know, you know them jogis? Oh, like, for that, like, saffron. I'm just, um, bro, I'm just knowledgeable, man. It's slick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm just slick like that, bro. I'm just knowledgeable. Well, this is good stuff, yeah. though. This is yeah, great exactly. to get, get out there as well. So I hope you guys exactly. took yeah. something from it and enjoyed yeah. that. And, uh, yeah. yeah well, it, felt, it, felt like a, it felt like a short conversation, but I do hope you learn, you know, you do... Yeah. through it and at the end of the day there is light um at the, at end, the of end of the tunnel. tunnel exactly for sure for sure for sure like buddha we're all chasing that enlightenment uncle in uncle buddha in okay buddha buddha <laughs> buddha buddha buddha, buddha. buddha, buddha. yeah i'm so dead but yeah all right so is that just on that on that note show. yeah mm-hmm. yeah until next episode join nepal join nepal, join nepal later